Welcome to Weza Podcast Talks. Uh, tune in as we delve into our, the digital world of entrepreneurship and uncover the strategies and tactics of successful online business leaders. Today, I have a very special guest, uh, Julie Barbier-Leblanc with me, and uh, she is a serial entrepreneur with 15 years of experience in disrupting innovative technologies and strategic partnerships. She founded Merit Incentives, one of the fastest growing startup in global engagement technology and solution startups in the GCC and closed the 5 million USD Series A round with GCC VCs in 2021, led by Impact 46 and Tech Invest. Originally from France and after a successful career in finance law in Europe, Julie launched her first startup in Dubai in 2012. My list, a B2C digital gifting startup. In 2016, Merit Incentives was set up to cater to the B2B growing demand on rewards and digital gifting for large enterprise clients such as Riyadh Bank, Saudi Investment Bank, Shell, Adidas, Ikea, Air France, KLM, Discover, HSBC, to name a few. Uh, Julie recently decided to offer these robust enterprise software and solutions to cater to SMEs by launching their rewards B buy.com and giftcardsby.com. <laughs> Welcome, Julie. Thank you so much. Really excited to be there. Oh, wonderful. So um, yeah, that was quite a, a mouthful. Uh, it seems like you've done a lot of different things. And uh, our viewers would love to hear a little bit about uh, uh, your uh, time in, uh, when you were younger in France and what made you go into uh, into law initially, and then how you transitioned from law into uh, the startup business in the Middle East. Uh, so it's uh, it has been quite a journey. Um, I think um, the thing I started. Uh, I, I'm French, so I, I was in France. I was born in Nantes first, and then moved in a couple of different cities. And then finally uh, spent most of my time in Strasbourg, next to the German border. Um, I did my high school there. I was studying a major in mathematics and music. So nothing to do together normally, but uh, this mm -hmm. is what I, I decided to do. And then I finished high school really early, um, quite in advance compared to my, to my uh, friends. So um, I had a lot of possibilities. I've been always uh, interested about um, law, about uh, the legal aspect of things and the structure, uh, the fact that you have to think about a problem and try to solve it with the pros and cons. And uh, it always fascinated me. At that time, not really as a lawyer, I was very interested as well about uh, criminal research, uh, difference in contractual law. Uh, so um, I spent uh, seven years between Strasbourg and the UK uh, studying, and I finally decided to become a lawyer. Okay. Uh, so I did seven years in Paris as a, as a finance lawyer, uh, and I did many different things. I work in private practice and in the banks, so on both sides of the system, and uh, it was, an amazing journey, very interesting to work with uh, large enterprise clients, uh, large corporate firm, and um, teach me a lot about um, the way to work, the, you know, the methodology, uh, the, the structure, being uh, really precise and detail-orientated, uh, but as well thinking about the big picture. 
the fact that I work for large projects and, and very large uh, corporate companies uh, helped me to understand uh, at a much higher level. Um, and, and always uh, strive for more, you know, always try to raise the bar, always look at more, better, faster, um, and a constant learning and improvement. Okay, amazing. So, it was uh, a complete change to move to technology, but I think it was the right setup to start my career later on as an entrepreneur. Okay, and then did you uh, switch to uh, tech in France or did you actually move to Dubai and then uh, switch into tech? How did that work? So I moved to Dubai and uh, for personal reasons, I follow uh, my family. So I was, um, at that time, I decided to put on hold my career because I was uh, having my kids. Uh, so okay. I arrived uh, pregnant in Dubai with my second son. And uh, I decided that I wanted to become an entrepreneur for a long time. Uh, and it was the right moment. And it's usually what happened with women founders. It's a moment when you have a maternity leave where you um, take a break, you think about what you have done in the past and you, what you are expecting for the coming years. And it's a good moment. You already uh, stop for some time, so it's a good moment to uh, to jump in the entrepreneurship uh, zone. Really, I was thinking at that time that I will give it a try for six months, and I really thought it would be two, three years maximum. And uh, and I'm there thirteen years later, so <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of addictive once you have started and you like it um it's very difficult to to go back absolutely i mean we we have a lot of entrepreneurs most of our uh guests have been entrepreneurs startups and it's it's always the same thing most most people say exactly the same thing it's you know six months uh, i'm going to try it out see how it goes and then six months turns into six years and uh, the trials and tribulations of being an entrepreneur and uh, the sleepless nights and all the challenges that come with it is uh you know, something that you have to overcome. And uh, in, in today's age, there's a lot of tech that can help you. But at the end of the day, you have to be very disciplined. You have to be able to, you know, uh, not take shortcuts and uh, do uh, what it takes, you know, seven days a week, 364, let's say, right? And uh, yes. so your first your first start, startup was my list, correct? Yes. And so walk so us it... a little bit, walk us a little yes, bit through yes. that in, in terms of, uh, you know, how did you start? What 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 were your first things that you had to do? And uh, you know, did you have did you finance it yourself? Did you have somebody that came in and uh, gave you some funds? How did that work? So I started first. So when I moved to Dubai, I was trying to find an ID. Uh, it's it's difficult because everyone tells you the ID is very important, and you don't want to start with an ID that you don't you are not passionate about. You know, so. I tried to find some things that uh, would be of interest for me. And I've always liked technology. I was always passionate about uh, technology, gaming, strangely, even when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wanted to work in a, on an online project. I had no understanding and no background, and I had to learn from scratch. And the first idea was to create an e-commerce platform. At that time, back in the day, so in 2011, when I started to um, study what, what kind of company I could launch, there was almost no e-commerce marketplace in Dubai. You mm -hmm. had um, the equivalent of Amazon 
and a couple of small uh, e-commerce websites, but very few. Payment getaway uh, from bank was a massive challenge because no one was really giving you uh, access to payment gateway. You have to pay a huge deposit. Uh, setting up a company was extremely expensive and very complicated at that time. So when I studied and I started to work on my business plan, I just realized that I didn't have enough funds to launch an e-commerce marketplace. So I decided to pivot the model into a gift registry service, which allows me to have zero inventory, no delivery and shipping costs, and to actually work on a service provided to um, customers. So the idea with my list was to create a gift registry for special occasion, with 85% of the population uh, being an expat community, they still celebrate weddings, they celebrate birthday, group gifting, mm -hmm. um, a baby shower, for example, and they have family and friends all over the world. So the idea was to allow them to create a wish list of things they need for their special occasion and allow people to pay from all over the world. Which was, I didn't realize at that time was maybe one of the most challenging things because it was not exactly domestic payment or domestic uh, service, it was really from all over the world. Mm -hmm. But it was the right foundation for what we do at Merit at the moment. And Amazing. We started from zero. I hired an agency uh, at that time in France. Uh, I put a couple of thousand of dollars at the beginning to kick off. And, uh, and literally the first 18 months were mainly exploring. Amazing. Really good story. I, I, I love, uh, you know, the, the, the call it the rags to riches, <laughs> whatever you yes. define riches that, you know, and it's, it's really cool to hear different uh, people's experiences. So I know Dubai has come a long way from even 2011, 12, you know, especially last couple of years. I mean, that's all you hear now, Dubai, 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 everybody's moving there, all the money's moving there, crypto, they're accepting it, uh, you know, Bugattis, Ferraris, it's crazy. Uh, you know, I've been there myself. I love the place. It's very cool. Um, however, probably the question that you get the most is, uh, as a woman entrepreneur, everybody thinks that, you know, the Middle East is uh, very uh, sexist, so to speak. And uh, so what type of challenges have you experienced, if any at all? And, uh, uh, you know, how is how is that work? Because a lot of our uh, viewers are also female. And there's a lot of uh, uh, females in the startup community now, which is really cool. So what, how did that work for you? Like, can you walk us a little bit through that? Mm -hmm. uh, so surprisingly, I faced more challenges in Europe than I faced wow. in the Middle East. Interesting. So I've been, it's a culture of respect and it's a culture of um, respect for women, for mothers and for people that are hardworking and entrepreneurs. So if you are able to prove that your ID uh, works, people are extremely welcoming. I signed my first seed investment pregnant of eight months. Wow. So, and I told them, I'm like, you know, guys, either we sign now or we have to wait when I come back. It was my third uh, child, so my daughter. And um, I was a sole founder, expat uh, with three kids, Women entrepreneur like I take zero bucks and uh, <laughs> I told them, listen, we can wait and I come back after my maternity leave. I said, no, we are okay. We are fine. It's part of life and it's not an issue. 
amazing. When when I was a lawyer in France, it was much more complicated. I faced um, passive aggressive comments. Uh, you know, there is a limitation in your career or progression once you start, not because you are a woman, but once you are uh, raising a family. And I think this mindset, I've never experienced it in, in the Middle East at all. Hmm. I opened my company as well. So we expanded once we, we set up Merit. I set up Merit in 2016. Then I expanded to Egypt, 2016 as well. Then we started to expand in the region, Kuwait, Oman, Bahrain, Qatar. Uh, and then I opened Saudi Arabia uh, in 2019 as one of the first uh, Western women to open in, my, in our own name. So we didn't have a partner. We opened as a foreign investment company. And at that time, everyone thought I was crazy to go to Saudi and to open um, like even to travel there. Amazing. So it's actually, I wouldn't say it's an advantage. We are still women founders, are 2% of the funding in the world. Uh, in our region, the recent statistic, I think I saw is 0.1%. But it's a mindset and I'm, I'm really happy to have set up my company in Dubai and to have expanded, not only in the region, but globally. Incredible. I mean, that's really, it's really refreshing to hear that because uh, again, like I said, I think the majority of people would think the opposite. And uh, I think the, the, the key word that you said was respect. And I think uh, when people respect each other, uh, they respect each other as a human being rather than, you know, uh, you're coming from here, you're a woman, you're this, you're that. So I think that's, that's amazing. And I think the fact that, I mean, you have won so many entrepreneurial women's awards, which is really impressive. You know, that's the, you know, uh, really good to see because I bet you there's a lot of women that want to start uh, companies uh, wherever they are in the world and they would probably never choose to go to Dubai. But, you know, the things that I've heard from friends and, 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 and even business associates about Dubai is just incredible. So I think Dubai is the future, uh, at least for the next yes. uh, 30, 40, 50 years. I see them doing opposite things of what call it the western countries are doing and it's absolutely working and i think with the entrepreneurial spirit that we have it's something that's music to our ears so that's really really amazing and i i, I love to hear that so that's fantastic i mean to go it to saudi arabia is yeah, incredible it doesn't mean you know? it's easier it doesn't mean it's easier it's actually sure. very challenging it's a market that is extremely difficult because it never stops it's constantly on the clock working and there is a high competition and it's 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 challenging as a market i'm not mm -hmm. saying it's easy come and it would be so easy for everyone nothing is nothing is <laughs> but um what is interesting is that um mindset have changed I'm, I'm not saying it was like people give you the trust at the beginning i, I had to maybe that's why we we raise our series a a bit later because first mm -hmm. we went with angels and we prove our words. And um, I remember my first Saudi investor, um, he told me, so we signed the contract. He looked at me and he said, I've never invested in a company led by a woman. Please don't disappoint me. <laughs> and I told him I've never had a Saudi investor. So please don't disappoint me. <laughs> and he laughed. And then we started to move things forward. And it's a question of um, understanding each other's culture, 
I'm also respectful on my side to understand that I shouldn't be offended sometimes by certain comments um, or actually I don't they don't make so much comment but I, I mean I need to be mindful mm -hmm. and it's important for me to embrace the culture as well right and that's really good uh, suggestions I think a lot of times we are, are so set in our ways that uh, you know people especially again uh, you know in the west getting offended by everything and I think that you know, to move forward, you can't be offended by anything, really. I mean, certain things, sure. But I mean, you have to, you know, plow through the different uh, people and different attitudes and whatnot. I think that's really, really good advice. So uh, I, I know that in September of 21, you raised uh, uh, Series A, 5 million USD. So yes. what, what, congratulations, that's really Thank amazing. Uh, so can you walk us a little bit through what it took to do that? Uh, you know, did you go, did you go, you know, knock on a thousand doors or uh, was it, uh, you know, was it easy? Uh, can you walk us a little bit through that? Because, you know, that's probably yes. really interesting. So what is interesting is we, with Merit, so we started to grow um, in the region from, uh, we, we set up end of 2016 and then we grow um, up to $5 million in 2019. When in 2019 is a moment when we enter as well the Saudi market where we, we actually expanded into the region and we seek significantly uh, grow our revenue because in 2020, we multiply our, our revenue by 350% wow. and we break even. <laughs> so we had a couple of small conversations before with VC. And when 2021 uh, arrived, I had a couple of, companies actually from abroad and from the region that come to me and wanted to acquire. We never really had investment before. It was small seed investment. We, we had $2.5 million, but it was along the year. So it was not really mm -hmm. significant. And what was interesting is that I asked myself, okay, if we have done that without, um, without investment, without really investing in the technology itself, without uh, pushing it forward and the market is ready, there is a right product market fit. Maybe it's a moment to as well expand. And for me, it was important as a founder and CEO to grow as a leader and being able to go to the next phase. Mm -hmm. I could have stopped there and just joined a, a large company and do the next phase, but I like the challenge. And I had a chance as well. We had opportunities to raise from abroad. And I said, no, if we need to, if we really want to educate the market, if we want to uh, actually show an example as well for women funder and everything, better to raise with a local VC. And so we can educate about our product, educate about having women funders, educate about a different way of, um, you know, moving technology in a, at a global level. Because what we mm -hmm. have done, we, we are headquartered in Dubai, now actually relocating our regional headquarter to Saudi, and but we have a global business. More than half of our revenues is global. We have clients mm -hmm. from US to Australia, and we cover 120 countries globally with a merchant network of 5,000 brands. Amazing, so amazing. We are more and more, attracting clients that want to run global program. We are a good connection between the West and the East. 
-hmm. And the way we know how to manage um, our technology in the in mature market or in emerging market is what makes us attractive as well for clients and uh, large large companies. Amazing! No, that's a really 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 cool to hear and uh, congratulations on, on the success. So uh, rewardsby.com and giftcardsby.com, those are your latest projects, correct? Yes. So can you so, walk us a little, a little bit through what, what those companies do exactly? I mean, I, I'm familiar with reward systems, but you know, is it different? Like how do you set yourself uh, up uh, or how are you different from, from other uh, uh, solutions out there? Yes. So we did we had an approach with the technology that was, uh, I wouldn't say by accident, but uh, it's a bit the other way around because we had this gift, digital gifting solution as B2C and we started being approached by international companies that were looking for digital rewards and incentives in our region. So we started to, we couldn't find, uh, for example, a gift card software processor that was ready to come in this market and process uh, closed loop payment in a different currency or in Arabic. So I hired a team of developers and I told them, okay, let's build it. So we started like this. Then we realized that um, moving to enterprise, uh, not only internationally, but locally was a good mm -hmm. uh, shift. We had a lot of banks, airlines, telecom, um, government oil and gas companies that were interested to aggregate their rewards and incentives and their engagement strategy. So we have de been developing a white label solution mainly for enterprises that are um, customer loyalty program, employee engagement platform, sales incentive on a 360 solution or just bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. And I'm coming to the SaaS platform. So when we raise our Series A, the idea was to educate the market and democratize access to our solution. Not everyone has a budget to go on an enterprise solution or the mean or the team to develop it. So we decided to create a self-onboarding, self-management solution for any, any size, any company size. So what we offer, it's uh, for, with rewardsby.com, the idea is for companies um, they are able to onboard themselves and create rewards and incentives for their customers and all their employees globally. So they can trade in any currency, they can send campaigns uh, all over the world. And then we give the freedom of choice to the end user. They are able to redeem their rewards. So let's say, for example, you receive $100 um, as a monetary value and you are able to redeem it for um, a Walmart gift card, for example, <laughs> in the US, or you can uh, do it with, uh, um, I don't know, Virgin Megastore in, uh, in the UAE at the right. same time. So you Amazing. decide what, what you want to do. Wow. And it gives a lot of insight uh, to the companies because they are able to understand what their customers and employees are willing to, to do, what, what excites them, and it gives them much more control of their budget because mm -hmm. whatever is spent is only what has been actually um, received by the customer. If not used, they can use it for the next campaign. Right. So it's global, it's multi-currency, multi-language, and it's accessible from all over the world. Okay, for, amazing. On a subscription model. 
So, and we did the same for merchants. Gift cards buy is the same idea. Any merchant in the world can launch their own closed program by themselves. They don't need our help. They don't need anything. They just self on board. Amazing. That's really great. So tell me about your marketing uh, initiative. So what type of marketing do you do uh, in terms of getting, uh, getting the word out? And is it different from the Middle East than, uh, let's say, Europe or, or North America? What, what, what does that look like? So we have been lucky enough not to have to actively uh, market our products so far. Wow. Uh, the word of mouth was enough at the beginning and the network um, to actually sustain this growth so far uh, because we have been extremely customer-centric. So being without investment at the beginning make, make us, made us clever in terms of approaching <laughs> the client, finding a champion and telling them, okay, what do you need? Once we have it, once we understand and we develop a platform and we were able to use it again and again with other business case and other clients and, and so on. Amazing. So this is one of our key, uh, so we have no churn as well, which is quite uh, crazy after six years. Uh, we have been constantly um, cross-selling, upselling, adding new modules. So as an example, sometimes we start on the customer loyalty side and then we onboard our client on the employee engagement. So they can completely align the customer strategy to their employee engagement strategy. Right. And vice versa. Sometimes we enter on the side of employee engagement and we develop the customer loyalty as well. Of course. I mean, it just goes to show how important networking is and how important it is to develop these close ties with uh, your clients and every, everybody that you deal with, you know? And so that, that is amazing. And then adding benefits as you progress in the business, as you're adding new features. And uh, obviously people want to do business with uh, people that uh, have been around with them for a while. And if the product is good, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fantastic story. So that's re really cool. So where do you see merit incentives being in, let's say three years or five years or 10 years? What, what's, the, what's the plan? So we did, after Series A, we, we did a massive pivot in the company because um, my CTO and co-founder joined us end of 2021. Um, he has a background from AWS and Karim that was acquired by Uber. Um, and he came from a very deep and good understanding of scalability. So the idea was to pivot from being a service provider enabled by technology to become a full technology player. And this is what we have been doing in 2022. So this was a massive shift in, in terms of culture, in terms of understanding 70% of our investments of Series A went into technology. Mm -hmm. So we can say that we have one of the most robust and scalable technology in, in the, at the moment globally. And that's why we keep winning global RFP and we keep uh, getting market shares even in mature markets because Amazing. we are replacing existing providers that have an outdated technology or some legacy. Yep. So this is the, the future. Now we, are, we, we just close our pre-series B. Uh, we are moving into uh, the next phase of the company. Um, why not uh, becoming a unicorn? 
there is a possibility. Amazing. That is really great oh. to hear. We, this is what we are aiming for. We always aim for the best and see what um, we can do. We, are, we still have a long way to go. Uh, but I think we have the right mindset, the right team. Um, we have a very diverse team with a lot of different offices and, and the setup is there and our, our investors are behind us uh, to continue the growth and to continue to, for us to, to grow. Amazing. Well, that's, that sounds so exciting. I'm really happy for you. Um, so tell us, uh, what advice would you give uh, a young, uh, you know, woman, uh, whether she's, I don't know, 16 or 25, 30, 35, and wants to start her own company? What advice would you give them, you know, as to how to start? Uh, because it must be very challenging in a, in a kind of a male-dominated uh, uh, industry. What, what, what would you say to them? I think you need to leverage your difference. Um, you need also to be confident in yourself. Self-doubt is one of the biggest uh, tool for entrepreneurs. So it's a balance. You need to be confident, but at the same time, you need to have self-doubt to continue to, to grow and learn. And what is really, really important, what really helped me is um, mentorship, um, constant trying to do something better, bigger, faster, uh, challenging myself. Anytime I feel I'm in a comfort zone, it means we're not doing the right thing. So it's kind of, you need to have this in you because it's, it's quite stressful. <laughs> I wish I was not, you know, in, in this constant pressure, but I think this is what makes you um, successful as well. If you are able to challenge yourself constantly. And um, for the next phase, so this is the beginning, for the next phase, it's very important to choose um, the right people around you. Absolutely. And, uh, and what, what is different, if you choose only people like you, it's not going to work. That's so right. What is important is to have people that actually compliment you or bring something else to the picture and also to be open to different way of approaching uh, the same problem. Right. It's, it's not a quiet, we have a, something in French, an idiom in French saying it's not a quiet river and uh, entrepreneurship is a long journey. It's like a marathon. So you need to also take very good care of yourself and make sure you are ready for the long run. That's right. Yeah, I think, I think one of the big uh, common denominators in uh, entrepreneurship is mentorship. I think having the right mentor is very important or mentors and two is who you surround yourself with right so they always say you know the five people you spend the most time with uh, uh, you become like them right and I think that is you know really something that I've noticed interviewing a lot of people is uh, those those things have, uh, that they have in common so uh, one of one of the questions I ask uh, every one of my guests is if you were in my shoes and you would ask yourself a question that I didn't ask you, what would that be? It's a good question. <laughs> um, I think uh, maybe what means uh, success for you. Okay. What does success mean for you? Um, I think I'm trying. So it was 
a complete shift because I, I felt when I started and for the first 10 years of being an entrepreneur, I was constantly unsatisfied. And I was constantly, it was never enough. Um, but now that I see and I give back, uh, this is one of the most important things I'm starting to uh, invest as well with uh, startup. I'm starting to mentor uh, younger entrepreneurs and so on. And I can see the value of what I've done. And it's not even for our own success as merit or my success, but I can see that it reflects in, in, in giving back. So I feel I'm closing the, the circle. And um, I feel now it's success. I'm sure we, we're going to have much more success and we are striving for more. But um, yeah, at the moment, it's uh, being able to help others. I think it's a, a massive success. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, naturally we feel really good when we give to other people without having expectations. And it, you know, it's difficult not to have expectations because every, every time you, know, you do something, you're like, well, I hope to do something for me. But when you're actually giving it from your heart and giving your experience, especially to somebody that doesn't have the experience, and you know, it, it, there, there's really uh, no better feeling. So I agree with you. I think it's a, it's, it's a wonderful uh, definition of, of your success. Well, you know, thank you so much for your time. It's been, it's been a pleasure okay. to talk to you. I wish you all the best and hopefully uh, we'll have another uh, one of these and maybe in a year or two and see where you and your company has uh, gotten to. So thank you so much for being on Vesa Talks. Thank you again.